You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising. Welcome to another episode of Marketing News Canada. I am so thrilled to introduce you to Janet, who is the managing partner at Real Ventures, Canada's preeminent early stage venture capital firm. Yes, you heard that right. So if you think of Silicon Valley, this is Silicon Valley in the flesh or, well, in the audio right now. So Real Ventures is the leading source of capital for Canadian entrepreneurs who are building the next generation of leading tech companies. In addition, Janet is very active in the Canadian tech ecosystem. She is the co-chair of C100 and on the boards of Communitech in Waterloo and Vector Institute in Toronto. And they don't make cereal. They do much cooler things. So <laughs> Janet, thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And you know what? I never actually thought about that. Vector Institute and Vector Cereal. Now I will never see another box of Vector Cereal and not think about Vector Institute. But anyways, it is great to be here. Thank you so much for having me today. So I get asked a lot, hey, Darian, have you ever seen Mad Men? And, and I actually haven't. And, and I will admit I've never watched it. So I'm going to ask you a similar question. Have you ever seen Silicon Valley? You know what? I haven't. Yeah, people have told me, oh, you got to watch it. And I haven't. Okay, that's okay. So I actually, this is nice here because I don't feel as bad the fact that I have not watched Mad Men because I feel like, I don't know if I would enjoy it because I feel like I'm in it. And that's what I do. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I always just think, you know what? I think it's better just to spend that time working with our founders, helping people in the ecosystem. Better spend time making a difference in the real world. Yeah, that's amazing. So those that don't know about Real Ventures yet, this is a great introduction, but those that are in the marketing business space have probably heard of Unsplash, which would be one of, what do you call them? One of your babies, investments, projects, what do you name them? Yeah, yeah. We call them portfolio companies. Yes. And yes, it is one of our portfolio companies. Super proud of it. They actually went through Real Ventures, just as some background, we've been around for 14 years. We run not, we sort of under the Real Ventures brand, we do a lot of investing primarily at the seed stage, and then we continue to invest as our portfolio companies grow. But we also have something called Founder Fuel, which is our accelerator. It's actually the longest running accelerator in Canada. And Unsplash came out of Founder Fuel. Originally, it was called Crew, and it was a marketplace for freelancers. So we're for freelancers to get work. That was the original idea. And then what's interesting is they started sort of doing this thing on the side called Unsplash, not really thinking that it would be a huge business, but sort of thinking, hey, this is a way for freelancers to profile their work, right? In terms of photographers can profile on this site and almost as a marketing tool for crew. And Unsplash quickly took off really virally, right? Because as I said, it was really just sort of a side thing. And the, the company ended up focusing and, you know, on Unsplash and, you know, no longer focusing on Crew, which was the original business, and instead really focusing on Unsplash, which, as you said, has became a huge success. It's amazing to hear these stories where it's like you look at even MailChimp was a just idea, a side idea from an agency who just created and then it grew into something, right? So sometimes the side hustle turns into the the main thing. Yes, exactly. And I think it requires a level of flexibility and openness in the minds of the founders to sort of recognize, hey, this other thing, that's actually where the future is. And we're going to shift horses and focus on something new. 
That's amazing. So tell me about those that maybe are in marketing right now, they're head down, they're using a lot of tech. They, they use Unsplash, they're maybe using Hootsuite, Unbounce, they're using Shopify and not realizing that they are contributing to the tech ecosystem. So maybe give us kind of a big picture. What, what is happening right now in Canada and what excites you about it? So I think the thing that excites me most about the Canadian tech ecosystem as a whole is the level of growth and the level of optimism. And just to dig into that a little bit more, if you look at the dollars that were invested, the venture capital dollars invested in Canadian companies in the first half of this year, the first half of 2021, that is up 4x versus 2020. And now, yes, there is a boom in terms of you know technology everywhere, but for perspective, Silicon Valley over that same time period grew 2x. Globally, venture capital markets have grown 2.4x. And then again, as I said, Canada has grown 4x. So Canada is growing much faster than, than Silicon Valley, much fast, faster than the, than the world as a whole. So I think that's exciting. And you know what is driving that growth? I think it's just it's the quality of the talent and the aspiration of these founders. And I often talk about ecosystems being such a, a real network effect and success begets success. And the more success we see from Canadian companies, the more that we are seeing Canadian founders say, well, if they can do it, I can do it. If they can do it, I can do it. Now, going back a bit, so what did BlackBerry and RIM have something to do with this? Were they part of like a seed or were they kind of like the, the you know, first to, to really make it happen in Canada? I mean, to some extent, a lot of people in the Waterloo ecosystem, a lot of angel investors from the Waterloo ecosystem are, for, are from RIM or BlackBerry. So definitely, and we also you know, see in the Waterloo ecosystem in particular, people who worked at those companies and were trained at those companies become entrepreneurs themselves or have joined fast-growing tech companies. Yeah. But you know, I actually think the bigger impact is sort of the next generation of folks who are graduating from university now or have graduated in the last five or 10 years. And they have seen the success of Shopify, right? And other Canadian companies. And I think, as I said, I think Shopify is the biggest example, but there's certainly a lot more. You know, you look at Lightspeed and several other ones, and they're saying, hey, we can build a huge tech business here in Canada. And as many listeners probably know, you know, Shopify is now the most valuable company in Canada, more valuable than the Royal Bank. Yes. You know, this is fantastic for Canada, right? There's no limit to our growth potential. That's really cool. And, and I think there's some cool stories that I don't think people realize, like, but like Flickr created here, right in Canada, sold to Yahoo. And then, uh, you know, Stuart went on to create Slack, which I think many yes. of us use. Exactly. And Slack was founded in Vancouver. Which is, which is pretty exciting. So what makes it about Canada? Like our, our population is the same size or similar to California, but the amount of, you know, whether you use the term unicorns or amazing tech companies that are coming out here, like look at Thinkific even recently went public and is an amazing tool used all around the world. Yes. And so I think absolutely like, so why Canada? And I would point to three things. Number one is the talent. And so it's, you know, we have this amazing pool of tech and entrepreneurial talent. Why do we have such great talent? I think that's is sort of twofold. What, number one is we are developing great engineers and entrepreneurs, right? We have world-class universities, like the University of Waterloo, University of Toronto, University of Montreal, University of Alberta. I mean, those, you know, those universities are globally leading in terms of AI, in terms of deep tech. And so, you know, you've got this quality of, as I said, homegrown talent. 
that's not only talented, but they also have this aspiration. And then you have not only homegrown talent, but immigrants, right? And I think what we have seen, particularly over the last five years, is that Canada is a very immigrant-friendly country, and that is helping us significantly relative to the U.S. Interestingly enough, if you look at the U.S., over 50% of unicorns in the in Silicon Valley were started by first-generation immigrants. Wow. 57% of Silicon Valley's engineers and STEM workers are first-generation immigrants. So people are recognizing, hey, if I want to go to North America, Canada is actually a much more immigrant-friendly country. And the Canadian government has really opened the doors and said, hey, you know, try to make it more easier for immigrants. There's now something called a two-week visa where startups can get a visa for an engineer or for anybody to help them grow their business within two weeks. And that is just phenomenal. So sorry, getting back to, so in terms of why Canada, so I talked about, you know, deep pool of tech and entrepreneurial talent, both the homegrown as well as the the immigrants, I think the second key thing is we've got easy access to global markets, right? So Canadians are thinking globally from day one. And so we actually benefit from the fact that Canada is not a huge market because it forces our founders from day one to think about how can we access the global market. And it's quite easy. You know, Canada has free trade with all G7 countries. It's politically stable. We can easily access the U.S. market. And at the same time, it's a lower cost base to build a company in Canada versus in the Valley. So I would say, hey, that's the second thing. And then the third thing after this talent and access to global markets is just this momentum and the Canadian, the flywheel of success. And, you know, nine of the largest 25 Canadian tech exits have occurred in the past 25 years. When I look at our portfolio in terms of the companies that we've invested in in the last three years, 72% of our founders were repeat founders. So, I mean, certainly we love first-time founders. We find them, you know, very driven and really just often a sponge for knowledge. But that 72% number indicates the maturity of the ecosystem that we're seeing these repeat founders. Yeah. And, and you look at someone like Elon Musk, where, you know, he was, came from PayPal and then he went on to, you know, he's, tried multiple things. It's always neat to see when they've been able to say, hey, they got maybe some success and some confidence built from their first exit. And what could they do next? Exactly, exactly. And you know, they talk in, and you may have heard this around the quote, PayPal mafia, because you see so many people who worked at PayPal have gone on and created other companies and or invested in Canadian companies. And now, you know, we're almost seeing the same thing with a Shopify mafia. And like I say that in, in the best way possible. These people have grown up, they've spent years in Shopify or in other awesome Canadian companies, and they know what it means to grow fast. They know what it means to take risks. They know how to scale a company, and they've acquired some wealth that they can want to invest in the next generation of entrepreneurs. I've heard the term uh, maple syrup mafia. I don't know if that is used (laughs) much anymore. When you get asked this question, I'm sure you get asked a lot because I'm sure anyone who's been a dragon on Dragon's Den or a shark on Shark's Tank or a lion on Lion's Den in the UK, what do you look for? And maybe it's a, it's a long answer maybe, but maybe some key points that you look for when you're looking to invest in, in, in a project or in a portfolio. So I would say at a high level, it's really just two things. One is the business and the other is the founders or the founding team. And then, so just to talk a minute on each of those, in terms of the business, the key question is, can this be 
a billion dollar business or multi-billion dollar business. And so, of course, there's all sorts of sub questions under that in terms of what's the company doing? How big is the market? What are the changes in the market? You know, competitive mode, et cetera, et cetera. You can run down the list. So that's one side. And then the other side is the founders. And do we believe that these founders have the ability to realize that potential? And that, as I said, that doesn't mean that they have been in the workforce for 25 or 30 years and have done it before. What's more important is, do they have the ability to learn quickly? You know, are they self-aware? Do they know what they're good at and what they're not so good at? Can they generate enthusiasm? Can they inspire other people to join them in their mission? You know, those are the things, the traits that we look for in terms of the founders. That's amazing. But what's, you know, the fact that you, you sit on these boards now of portfolio items, I, I, I imagine I've seen it, maybe not all of them, but you're, you, you, you get to spend time with these founders. What do you think is in their DNA? What have you seen kind of a common thread amongst all these people? Is it something, you know, that they were born with, you know, you know, maybe they're born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline, you know, maybe it's something that they learned along the way. What, what is something you've seen? Yeah. So I think in terms of, first of all, I think that successful founders come in all sorts of different sizes and shapes and looks. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and I yeah. think that that's important that it's not, it's certainly not, hey, you have to be a young white male in a hoodie who graduated or who no, who dropped out of Stanford or Harvard. And that's the protocol founder. Like we have founders who are from like late teens to in their 60s, right? Yeah. We have nice. females and males. We have from all different ethnical backgrounds, you know, different sexual orientations, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. right? And so the three key things that we look for are sort of self-awareness, personal accountability, authenticity, and transparency. Yeah. It's sort of those things. And then, of course, underlying that sort of almost goes without saying, you need to be able to want to work hard, be driven, be ambitious, have the highest ethical standards yeah. as well. But I sort of think those latter things like that's, yeah, that's sort of table stakes. You need to be yeah. there, but it's more this, you know, and, and in terms of personal accountability, it's like, Hey, if things go wrong in the business, how does the founder react? Does the founder yeah. say it's everybody else's problem? Do they get down or do they say, okay, you know what? We can conquer this. We can overcome this. I have accountability here and I have the opportunity to rise from this even better. That's awesome. That's really cool. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, 
we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Swimsuit, check. Sunscreen, check. Phone charger, check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only, not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. So... Often you see in people's experiences of TV of seeing people choosing Dragons on Dragons Den because of their connections and their networks or their experience and knowledge, you know, or people just want to say, you know what, I'm going to get a bank loan or I'm going to get maybe like a BDC loan. So what are the benefits of Real Ventures? When you join the Real Ventures family, you know, portfolio world, you know, what, what comes with that? Yeah, so I think a couple of things. First of all, when you join, if you become a, a portfolio company in Real Ventures, or in other words, if we invest in your company, you have access to the whole Real Ventures team. And well, the way we think about adding value is we think about adding value on two dimensions. One is business development, yep. and the other is founder development. And what I mean by that is we help companies lay the foundation for strong growth in terms of company development, right? So that means, okay, helping them make the key strategic decisions, helping them with key hires, helping them with customer access, you know, helping them with their financial model, helping them with like all those sorts of things. And then the other thing is founder development, right? And, yeah. and how can we help these people be the best version of themselves? Or how can we help them scale as quickly as their business scales. Yep. Alan Lau from Wattpad, I remember him saying once, hey, you know what? I have a new job every six months. Yeah. Right? And how do, you, how do we help? And so that's another area that we really spend a lot of time with is helping lay the foundation. That's I mean, incredible. all of that says, hey, you know, is our model is we invest, we lead rounds at the seed stage. So just to be clear, seed stage is typically we're investing about $2 million in a company that's raising $3 million. They typically have a team of about five or 10 people. Typically, we'll have a product in market with some initial customers. Like it's that sort of stage. And our focus is how do we get that company from that stage to be able to raise a strong Series A? And at the Series A, you're looking at a round size of, I'd say, large share, like 10 to $20 million round. At that point, they, you need to have proven product market fit, have paying customers, have figured out your go-to-market, and have your team much more built out. So there's a lot to be accomplished between seed and Series A. And Real Ventures' focus is how do we get those companies from seed to Series A in such a way that they lay a strong foundation that will enable them to get to Series B and beyond. And so just some stats on that. We have helped over 90 companies get from C to Series A. Wow. 64% of our companies that we invest in the seed go on and successfully raise a Series A versus the North American average is 45%. In terms wow. of like I, North American wide, 45% of seed companies will raise a Series A and we're at 64%. That's incredible. So maybe we, we mentioned Unsplash and I know we, we can't just focus, you, know, you have so many dimensions, but maybe some other stories brands that you're really proud of, really excited about, maybe something that you uh, 
Absolutely. So I'll mention a couple of companies that I think particularly have done an outstanding job on marketing. And one is a company named Missouri. It's a uh, jewelry company and they sell jewelry both online as well as through retail stores. It's another company that went through our Founder Fuel program. So we invested in them in the earliest days. And I mean, there's so much I could talk about in terms of the marketing, but one of the things that I think has helped propel them to success is, as we often talk about in marketing, is having that unique consumer insight. And the unique consumer insight that they had was the vast majority of fine jewelry is bought by men to give to women. And they said, wait a minute, women should be empowered to buy their own fine jewelry. And that was the core of that. I mean, that was the unique insight, right? And we're going to both make it affordable and accessible and tell women that, hey, you don't need to wait around for a guy to buy your fine jewelry. You deserve it. Go out and buy your own fine jewelry. And so, I mean, that was a unique insight. They also obviously have executed extremely well across their marketing and getting consumers and getting repeat consumers. But that was something that I think is, is very relevant and is a great example of finding that unique consumer insight and then building a business around that. Another company that I'll mention, it's more recent in our portfolio, a company called Clutch. It's an online used car site. And really what they are doing is they are creating a best-in-class e-commerce experience for buying used cars, similar to Carvana in the U.S. And what's most impressive about Clutch is if you look at their consumer feedback, it is off the charts in terms of satisfaction. And even versus like competitors in Canada, it's like incredible the stories that we see and the people who are posting socially about their incredible experience on Clutch. And I think the story that you take away from that is the importance of execution and paying attention to every little detail of the consumer experience because it does make a difference. So is, does Clutch have competitors in Canada? Does anything like Carvana in Canada exist yet? There are a few other players. And I think Clutch is definitely a leader. I think that success always invites competition. Yeah. So I think we will see a competition. You know, we're betting on Clutch that they're going to win. But that being said, I think today, how I would look at their competition is their competition is not other, you know, online platforms for used cars. I think today their competition is going to the dealership, right? Or, Or it's different models. So really their opportunity, they're not, it's how do they increase the size of the pie, the share of cars that are purchased online. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Those are two great examples, Unsplash. Any other favorites that you just want to mention? I know a lot of stuff in transit, which is very cool. Yes, absolutely. So transit is one of our companies as well. It is an app. They started as as bus, intercity buses. So intra-city buses, I should say. So buses within the city. And then they added other, what they call multimodal. So other forms of transportation. I think another company on the transportation theme is a portfolio company of ours called BusBud. Yeah. And it is almost, you can think of it like Expedia for buses. Nice. And I think what's interesting about BusBud is that's a company that was started in Montreal. It now has presence around the world. It started as a place where consumers could go and buy bus tickets. And they have recently added 
other modes of transportation, such as trains, ferries, shuttle services, et cetera, so that you can go to one platform and say, hey, I want to get from city A to city B. And then it can give you all sorts of options. Hey, you can take the bus, you can take the train, you can take this shuttle and then this bus, right? And all the different options and in one spot for consumers to compare the timing and the cost. Again, almost like an ex- you can go into Expedia and search the different airlines, but this is across multiple modes of transportation. So I think what excites me about that is, hey, here's a, an example of a great Canadian company that around the world is changing the way consumers buy transportation options. So for when I say around the world, they are across Europe, they are in Asia, they're in Africa. It's just, you know, it's great to see their growth. That's awesome. So I, many years ago, was living in Gastown and down the road in Railtown was a little marketing agency called Invoke. And they had created a tool because at the time Twitter had come out and some other social channels to help manage social media channels. And it was just kind of on the side and he had a few staff there and he made this owl costume. So I volunteered to dress up as this owl for a couple events in the city. And then he went on to just say, you know what, I'm going to stop doing this little marketing thing. I'm going to go full time into what we're now calling Hootsuite. So I'm thinking of him, I'm thinking of like MailChimp, again, marketing agency that created an email tool on the side. So if someone's listening right now and it's like the Ryan Holmes, the creator of MailChimp, and they're like, I've got this thing on the side. It's a really cool tool. I just need someone to breathe some cash into it. And I want to get, I want to stand on the shoulders of giants. I know people can Google your past, like your experience with eBay and Kijiji and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Such a depth of knowledge. If they want to go there, how can they approach you? What does that look like? You know, I think that, you know, they might be nervous and they might be thinking, okay, I've got this great thing. I don't know if I want to go big with it, but what, what do you say to them right now? Well, I say you can always contact me. I read all my emails. A lot of times, like I might have somebody else get back to you, but feel free to email me. My email is Janet at realventures.com. As I said, I read all of my emails, but I think that also there are all sorts of programs for entrepreneurs. I mean, it's great, right? I look at how many programs there are today versus 10 years ago and, you know, it feeds into, hey, why is the Canadian resources? Depending upon where you are, there's everything. So for instance, in Toronto, 111, DMZ, there's one in Halifax, sorry, the name's on the tip of my tongue, but I mean, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, all across the Ottawa, like there are, there are specialized resources that are there to support young entrepreneurs and help them get their ideas off the ground. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, like uh, Spring in Vancouver, Fireweed Fellowship, which is an indigenous incubator, which is really exciting for tech companies. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And universities, a lot of universities are offering programs that go beyond just their students. Yeah. And it's a great time to be an entrepreneur. Never yeah, yeah, been, a, I, and I say this in all seriousness and sincerity, there has never been a better time to be a tech entrepreneur, yeah. particularly in Canada. Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. If I've got an idea, it, I, or maybe I'm brewing this thing on the back burner in my agency, I should reach out and be like, hey, I've got this thing. It's like half baked, it's making some money. I could be the next MailChimp. What do you say? Yeah. I mean, I think, first of all, I would say, hey, like, think about, okay, where is the business going, right? Like, where do you see it going? And I I think, again, coming back to those two things, there's the business and there's the founder, right? Right. So think about, hey, okay, what is, what is this business and where is it going to go? How big can it be? How big is the market? How am I going to grow, right? All those sort of business questions, but then also think about yourself and think about, hey, is this what I want to do? It doesn't make sense. Should I have a co-founder? 
the vast majority of successful tech companies, there are two people involved. Hmm. There are exceptions to every rule, and we have certainly invested in sole founders before. But typically, there's two people who are co-founders. And part of that is because in the early days, there's so much to do, and there's so many different skills required. And again, typically, there's a co-founder who is more on the technical side, who's really focused on building the product. And then there's another co-founder who's more focused on building the business side and going after customers and things like that. That's really exciting. Just to wrap up, what's your closing encouragement to Canadians today that are in this world and something that you're excited about for the future? Because I think we live in a time when hearing stories of hope and future is so great. And what are you maybe excited about with Real Ventures in the future going forward? I mean, I think that now, I mean, I will say, hey, I'm not naive to the fact that this has been a very difficult past 18 months for several people there on, on every single level, economic, mental health, like it has been a very difficult time. But I guess one of the things I would say is at the same time, there's never been a better time to go after your dreams. Sometimes when I'm feeling down, I, I remember that quote that says, and I'm not going to get it perfectly, but you know, the strong trees, something about like the strong trees, the hard winds make strong trees, yeah. you know, that weaker trees grow where there's no wind. And then, yeah. however, the stronger, it, it's basically, it ends with the stronger the wind, the stronger the trees. And yeah. so to everybody out there, I'd say, Hey, we've had some strong winds, but that makes us all stronger. And it's never been a better time to to go for it, to pursue your dreams, to do what you want to do and just surround yourself with people who believe in you and who are cheering for you. It's awesome. So those that are looking for some great, amazing free photos, assets for your marketing campaigns, Unsplash, we'll put a link in the show notes. Women and men listening that just want to treat yourself, you know, treat yourself to some great fine jewelry. I'll, we'll put the link in there as well. And um, it's been a real honor. And go buy a used car on Clutch. Oh, yeah. There you go. Clutch. (laughs) Um, There you go. Janet, it's been a real treat to have you on the show. Really appreciate it. Such cool stories. So inspiring. So encouraging to know what's happening in Canada. And and I think this is just the start, too, of, of what's yet to come. Absolutely. Listen, thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's just been great. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week on Marketing News Canada. And we'll see you next time on the show. Okay, thanks. Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded in the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editors Travis Jeffers and The Podfather. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 